Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, and for the first time in three and a half years, it gives me pleasure to say welcome to the Illinois Council of the Blind Conference and Convention. And it is so wonderful to see many of you in person. The third time is a charm. We tried to do this in 2020 in uh, Alton here, but where we're at today, uh, that didn't happen due to our little friend, uh, Mr. COVID. Same thing last year. So here we are and glad to be here. Now you're all sitting here going, wait a minute, did Rachel's voice change or why am I hearing this guy? Okay, let me explain kind of what's happening here. And it's a little bit of a sad story. Uh, Rachel, many of you may not know, um, her father uh, passed away, unfortunately, last week after some uh, a, a battle with some uh, health issues. She said she'll try to get in if she can to say, at least say hello to people. She is where she needs to be down in Florida with her family. She sends her regards and certainly wishes that she could be here for her final convention as ICB president. In discussing who should lead things, we have Marla and Tom, of course, her first and second vice president, respectively, but they're Marla Chorney and Tom Jones. But they are both virtual. And we thought that, and then Karen, that would fall down to Karen, who's secretary. And you can't have somebody trying to take notes and run a meeting at the same time. It just doesn't take it from somebody who knows. It doesn't work. <laughs> so then, since we don't have really an official treasurer at this point, we kind of tossed around and said we thought it'd probably be better if somebody in person ran it. So it fell to me. So, no, I'm not trying to get an advantage on this in the elections, not at all. I'm just here to run things and it'll be great. Please keep Rachel in your thoughts and prayers as she attends to what she needs to in Florida, her and Delaney both. And I can tell you, we saw both of them Tuesday night and uh, they uh, were in, you know, as good a spirits as you could expect, I guess. Of course, you know, she left for Florida yesterday. They left for Florida yesterday. Um, the other thing I mentioned, Tom Jones, please keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Um, someone very close to them is, um, not doing well, suffering from some health issues. And it's someone I know is very close to Tom and Renee. So please keep them in your thoughts and prayers as well. Yes. Yeah, it was, okay, thank you, Debbie. Uh, Debbie is saying, Terry Horvath, uh, some of you may know him. He was always around ACB conventions and stuff like that. Very good friends with Tom and Renee. In fact, I understand his wife was Renee's best friend and, uh, so Terry passed away. We kind of knew that. We kind of expected that. So that's uh, kind of where we're at with that. Thank you, Debbie. Appreciate that. Okay. We have this year, before we get to credentials, we have, so Karen, get on deck, 11 first timers here at the ICB convention this year. And we're going to try throughout the weekend to give each of them maybe a minute or two to tell us a bit about themselves. But I'm going to go by first names as much as I can. We have Anne from Chicago. We have Rhonda and Harry from um, Brighton, which is about 15 miles from Alton here. We have Patricia Prince, who's attending virtually up in the Chicago area. We have, um, oh, I'm trying to remember all the names. Let's see, see, if I start doing this, I'm going to forget people. Oh, Maggie, would you mind reading through that? Please, thank you. That would be great. Ann Newman. I believe she's a member of ACBMC. We have Terry Lopez, which is Alice's husband. We have Keona Monroe, member of MCAB. 
We have Misty Duncan, who came with Bill Smith, which is also a member of the Mary Bryant home and an employee of the Mary Bryant home. Uh, as Ray mentioned, Patricia Prince by virtual. We have Rhonda Willman and her husband, Harry Willman, and they're from local here. And uh, they're not here yet, but we do have, I believe they're coming tomorrow, Renee Patrick and her husband, Mike Irwin. And I believe she works for the uh, Department of Rehab. Yes. And we have Jill Kelly, which she's a member of MCAB. And lastly, we have Wanda Marie Bailey, member of ACBMC. Yes. That's all. Thank you. We welcome all of you, and we really hope that you will have a great convention. All right. Let's move on with ICB business. So first, we're going to have a reading of the credentials report, and then, Debbie, we will go to nominating committee. So you're on deck. So if I'm, it gives me great pleasure to turn it over to our secretary for the reading of our credentials report. That would be Karen Campbell. For the credentials report, as far as the individuals, Maggie has that list. But I will go through the affiliates and give their number of votes that they have. ACBMC, 13 votes. Madison County, 11. Mary Bryant, 10. Springfield District, 10. And our newest affiliate, Illinois Braille Revival League, iBraille, 10 votes. Yeah, th yay for eyebrow. We yes. finally got that done. So yes, we did. We and that completes the credentials report. Okay. Thank you, Karen. And um, we will um, have elections, of course, on Sunday. So we, we'll talk through the voting and how that's all going to work. It's going to be a little different with our Zoom participants involved. So we're going to have to uh, talk through that uh, sometime during the convention. We will certainly do that. What I would suggest you do is read the whole slate and then come up and uh, then take each position to see if there are additional nominations. Because we did change that. So yeah, we did change that now, so we only do this once. So while Debbie is coming up, if we can get you forward or get a mic to her while you're doing that, you're going to see people in multiple positions on the slate. That is okay. Of course, once they win a position, they get that position. So, so nobody can have two positions. We're not quite like Chicago here. Debbie, you got a mic? Uh, first of all, I'm going to thank my nominating committee. They're going to help a little later when we have the candidates forum. My nominating committee is Terry Crawl and Katie Howell. Give them a real warm, real warm hand. They did a lot, a lot some of the calling for me and everything. Okay. I'm going to read the slate and then we're going to go back to each position and talk. Number one is president. The two people on the slate are Ray Campbell and Brian Duffelmeyer. Number two is our first vice president, and that is Brian Duffelmeyer. Number three is our second vice president, Terry Heldsley and Brian Duffelmeyer. Secretary, we have one, Karen Campbell. Treasurer, we have Mrs. Terry Hogan Heldsley, Ray Campbell, and Tim Paul. Now, our board positions here, there are six. First one is Marla Choyney. The second person is Terry Helsley. Our third position is Katie Howe. Our fourth position is Albert Anderson. Our fifth position is Mrs. Terry Hogan Helsley. And our last one is Diana Hill. Now, I want to tell you that maybe there were people who 
refuse the initial nomination, but maybe they may change their mind and want to run again. So, you know, you have a chance on the floor to put them on the slate. So we're going to go through each position here. Um, yes. There's a point of order and go ahead. Uh, yeah. Karen, what's the point of order? And here. The point that's being made, Debbie, is that Katie's name should not appear because she was on the nominating committee. It does oh. say in the Constitution that you cannot do that. Oh. But she can be nominated from the floor. Okay. We have then for our board position, I will just read them. We can nominate her from the floor. Absolutely. First, Marla Chorney, Terry Helsley, Albert Anderson, Mrs. Terry Hogan Helsley, and Diana Hill. And if you want Katie, you can nominate her from the floor. Amen. Okay, all right. Okay. We are going to start here, and I'm going to take, take each position. First of all is president. We have Ray Campbell and Brian Duffelmeyer. Now, are there any other nominations? Any other nominations? Any other nominations? Second? Is there a second? Okay, all in favor? Aye. Okay. The next one is our first vice president, and we have Brian Duffelmeyer. Are there any nominations? Are there any nominations? Yes, this is Marla. Okay. I have a nomination for first vice president, and that is Tom Jones. Is he on Zoom? Uh, is Tom on Zoom, and if so, does he accept? He told me he would if nominated, but sometime today they're on their way to Michigan. I just don't know what time. But, but you have communicated with Tom? I have. I spoke with is him that, last night. Is that night. acceptable to the body that she had that communication? Yeah. Just making sure. Okay. Are there, Thank you. No problem, Marla. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Are there any nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? I'm speaking. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Okay, good. Yeah, we want to give the Zoomers plenty of time to unmute too. Okay. Now we are coming to second vice president. We have for this Terry Heltsley and Brian Duffelmeyer. Those are the two names. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? All in favor? Aye. Okay. All right. Now we're going to the board position and we will start. Uh, secretary, with... you got oh, secretary. Oh, secretary. And, and then treasurer. And treasurer. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm sure listening. Karen would be happy if you skipped that, but. <laughs> no. Our secretary, oh, I'm losing it today. I'm I apologizing. Sorry. No, you're not. Uh, secretary, we do at this point have Karen Campbell. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? I move nominations be closed. Okay. okay. All in favor? Aye. Okay. Treasurer, we have. Mrs. Terry Hogan Helsley, Ray Campbell, and Tim Hall. Are there any other nominations? Madam Chair? Yes. I'd like to place and name the nomination of Maureen Hennigan. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. No problem. No problem. She would be. All right. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? No, no. One more time, Katie. Uh, that's all right. No, no problem. Are there any other nominations? No, Katie. Okay. Second. All in favor? Aye. Okay. All opposed. Yeah, this is a good convention. Everybody can can be very relaxed with one another, which is wonderful. Okay, we have secretary and treasurer done. We will now move to the board members. Our first board member is Marla Chorney. Are there any nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Okay. All right. All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Okay. All right. Now, um, let's see. Number two, we have the second board position is Terry Helsley. Are there any other nominations? Madam Chair, I'd like yes. to place a nomination in the name of Katie Howe. Okay. Katie, do you accept? Board position. The second board position. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, we have let, one let, board positions uh, now that's one uh, open already. Okay. Yeah. You can still, but you can, but you can still apply. Hold on, hold, hold on, Dave. Let, let's make sure what Katie's decision is on this one, and then we'll get right. We'll come right to you. Miss Katie. Okay. All righty. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. Maureen Hennigan. I'm sorry. I'd like to nominate Maureen Hennigan. Okay. Okay. No problem. Okay. Right. Our third nomination. Okay. Are there any nominations? Are there any other nominations? I would. This is well, Marla. Are there any other nominations? Yes. Okay. This is yeah. Marla. Yeah. It, this is for one of the board positions. Yes. I wanted to nominate, well, I'd have to do two separate. Tim Paul for one. Okay. And when we get to the other one, I'm going to do another nomination. Okay. All right. Tim, are you online? And if so, do you accept? Yes, I accept. Yay. All right. So we have Terry Helsley and Tim Paul for the second board position. All right. Are there any nominations? Are there any other nominations? For the board second, position yeah. for ICB, sir. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Um, we have now, three for number two. That's great. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that nomination. That was Dave Hespel. Dave Hespel. Okay. He has accepted. Okay. Now, 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 if you, yeah. Well, we'll explain the rules after Debbie's yeah. done here. Okay. Yeah. That'll be great. Okay. All right. Are there any nominations? Are there any other nominations? Madam, what are we nominating for? The second board position, Diana. Hold on. Hold on. Mm -hmm. We're just nominating for the second board positions. We have several more to go. Okay. Are there any other nominations? 
I think we can move baby close. Uh, let's please, yeah. Okay, second. Okay. All right. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All right. Next board position is Albert Anderson. And I have a nomination, please. This is Marla. Okay. And All since right. this is technically from the floor and from my house, I would like to nominate Katie Howe. Okay, good. All right, Katie. All, All right. right. All right. Okay. All right. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Let's move. Move nominations to be closed. Okay. All righty. Any a second? Okay. All in favor? Aye. All right. Okay. Oh my. Our next one then is Mrs. Four, yeah. Terry Hogan Heltsley. Are there any nominations? Yes, it yes. is. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Ooh. Is she here? Would you do you accept Pastor? Pastor Bamey, I think it was. Bailey. Bailey, I'm sorry. Wanda Marie Braley. Okay, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Hold wait. on. Let's let's get Rhonda's decision. Wanda uh, Marie, Rhonda's I'm sorry. Decision. Boy, I'm screwing up here. Who are you nominating? I can't hear. Wanda Marie Bailey. Okay. The person whose name has been placed in nomination is Pastor Wanda Marie Bailey. For what position? For the board for board position. for board position. Fourth board position. Wanda, do you accept? You do? Okay. That's All a right. yes. Okay, good. good. All right. Now. Oh wait. Oh. Who? Kiana Monroe. Okay. And Kiona accepts. All right. Okay. Good. We have some spirit and election wow. on Sunday, folks. All right. Are there any other nominations? It's a board position. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Okay. Closed. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Our next one is Diana Hill. Diana Hill. Yes. Okay. That, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> you came up from here. nominating. So yeah. You have right. To, but it's okay. Are there any other nominations? A position. Uh, this, this is a fifth is board, fifth position, board guys. position. Are there any other nominations? Are there any Diana, other nominations? Okay. Patricia Prince, your name has been put in nomination for the fifth board position. Do you uh, accept? No, not at this time. Okay. Okay. I'm not ready. Thank you. That's Thank all you. Right. Okay. Are there any other nominations? Okay. And, and you accept? Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Right. That's no problem. Okay. So, so far we just have Diana Hill with this okay. position. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Okay. All in favor? Okay. One completely open board position now. Okay. And anybody can be nominated from the floor. Okay. Okay. 
question that was asked was, how many board positions do we have to have? The way that the board works is ICB's board is composed of five officers. That's the president, first vice president, second vice president, secretary and treasurer, and the immediate past president, and then six directors. Those terms are staggered. So what we're going to do this year is we're electing some for a two-year, I believe, term, if I got my numbers right, and some for a four-year term. And we'll specify those once we hit the elections, because we want to stagger the director positions out, is what we're trying to do here. So, Right. Yeah. I understand that part of it, but my question was, how many board members, not president, vice president, and all that, but how many board members are you supposed to have? Six. That's six. Okay, thank you. No problem. And then I want to get the nominating committee report finished here. Katie? Since this is such a lively conversation, there is another microphone here. I apologize. I don't know. I said no first, and then I said yes, and I'm sorry. I I had to think it through, and I apologize. That's okay. Nothing to worry about. One board position is somebody give me a mic. Thank you. You can run for more than one. You can drop down once. Okay, let's uh, let's, uh, let's let's move try on, to guys. The Come nominations on. report. Yeah, please. Here. All right, we have open nomination. We have an open position from the floor. Madam Chair, yes. I nominate. Okay, Jim, do you accept? I accept. All okay. right. All right. Can all right? Do we have a second? Second. Okay. 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 Geez. All right. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay. Can I nominate? Oh, 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 I can't because I'm chairman or no? Uh, I, you probably could, but. Okay, I won't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are there any nominations? Um, I nominate Gary Paul. I respect Gary Paul. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Yes. Okay. Okay. Are there any other nominations? What? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Okay. Second? Second. All right. All in favor? Aye. Okay. That concludes it then. And so before we uh, move on to other things, we did we did miss one thing, but we can take care of this from the floor. What? So that is the convention delegates and alternates for ACB. That's and that's okay. We're a little out of practice, guys. So, yeah. <laughs> so Debbie, if you would like me to conduct that, or um, can we do this from the floor then? Yeah. Right we'll, so what we'll do is we'll do them from the floor. Okay. Um, All right. Excuse me. This is Marla. Yes, I Marla. Don't mean, I don't mean to interrupt, but I couldn't hear everything because not everybody was on mic. May I? Please ask that you read the nominees for each of the board positions. I did not hear them all. I apologize. Yeah, Debbie, why don't you go ahead and go through the slate as we now have it, if you can, and then um, we'll uh, we'll take the delegate <laughs> and alternates. Uh, now, is this for the board position? Or, or this is for the, yes. Let's do the whole thing. Just right. run down the whole thing real quick. Okay. Our president is Ray Campbell and Brian Duffelmeyer. Our first vice president is Brian Duffelmeyer and Tom Jones, okay? Our second vice president is Terry Heltsley and Brian Duffelmeyer. Our secretary is Karen Campbell 
Our treasurer is Mrs. Terry Hogan Helsley, Ray Campbell, and Tim Paul. Our first board position is Marla Trorney and Tim Paul. Our second board position is Terry Helsley. Yep. Our third board position is Albert Anderson and Katie Howell. Our fourth board position is Mrs. Terry Hogan Helsley. And our fifth board position is Diana Hill. And our sixth board position, oh, oh, I'm sorry, our fourth board position, Albert Anderson. Fifth is Mrs. Terry Hogan Helsley. Our, uh, and no, and our fifth board position is Diana Hill. I got the numbers out because we took 80 out, and I'm sorry about yep. that. And okay. Keanu Monroe went in there somewhere. Okay, too. yeah, Keanu. She was on the fourth one. Okay. All right. I'm so sorry. No, I had nominated Tim for the third position, oh, not okay. against me on the first position. Okay. Yeah, I he accepted. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get we'll get this all kind of right before the election, guys. Yeah. We okay. 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 So, all right. Let me try. Let Marla Chorney for the first, Terry Helsley for the second, Albert Anderson. What? You have you have it all. Uh, yeah, okay. Karen let's, thinks she's got it good. if you'd like her to do that. Yes, I would, please. Okay. And I, that was my let's get her, let's get her a microphone. First board, uh, Marla Chorney, and then the nominations were closed. Second one is Helsley, Paul, and Heskell. Board position three, Albert Anderson, and Katie Howe accepted here. Nominations were then closed. Board four. Uh, Mrs. Terry Hogan Helsley. One, Pastor Wanda Bailey accepted. And Kiana Monroe accepted. Nominations closed. Board five, Diana Hill, Patricia Prince declined, Ann Newman declined. Nominations were closed. Board six, Jim Crowell nominated, Terry Crowell declined, Ann Brash declined, and nominations were closed. Thank you. And maybe you and Debbie can kind of get together and uh, we'll do. Okay. So you guys work that out. What we need to do then, and uh, Karen or Debbie, I'm going to rely on you to write all this down. We need to nominate delegates and alternates to serve at the American Council of Blind Convention this, this coming summer. Now, let me explain a couple things before we do that. You do not have to attend the convention in person. You can attend virtually to be a delegate or alternate. However, know this. So the convention is actually going to start the 22nd of June. It's going to be like an opening session. You will not be really needed probably until July, July 2nd when we do the roll call. We'll announce delegates. The 3rd of July would be your, actually the 4th of July would be your first election. Let me kind of explain how elections are going to run this year so you can think about if you want to accept this. So 
what the responsibility of delegates is and their alternates are to do. So we need three delegates and three alternates. The three delegates, we have the main delegate, and then we have our alternate, and then the third person is a, is a representative to the ACB nominating committee. That meeting for the nominating committee is going to occur virtually on Zoom on June 23rd. June 23rd, and I believe it's at 7 p.m. Central. 7 p.m. Central is when that's going to take place. So think about that. Usually what ICB has done in the past is we have nominated our three delegates and our three alternates. And then between the three of them, we decide who's going to go to nominating and who's going to be the main delegate and who's going to be the alternate. But the one thing that you do need to do is provide a report on the activities that take place during the convention. And that needs to go into the uh, Illinois Braille Messenger, the first issue following the convention. So the deadline for that would be July 15th. Anyway, so let me kind of run through that again. You do not need to attend in person. You can be a virtual attendee and still be a delegate. What will happen is when we have to do roll call votes, record votes on things like elections, and we will have to do a record vote on constitution and bylaws amendments this year, because that is actually a provision of the DC code, which ACB has now adopted, the DC Nonprofit Corporations Act. That's where ACB is incorporated under. That, those, so you'll be doing roll call votes on Monday, July 4th. You could possibly be doing roll call votes Monday, July 4th, Tuesday, July 5th, Wednesday, July 6th, Thursday, July 7th, Monday, July 10th, that would be if we have any amendments or resolutions that need a roll call vote. July 11th, I'm sorry. Thanks. Thank you. Correct. 11th, Tuesday, the 12th, and then the Wednesday, the 13th, the 3th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, those will be in the evening. The ones on the 4th of July through the 7th, those will be in the morning. Um, we think that we'll be done by, with elections by um, July 7th. So it is a little different this year. All of that will be a little more. So I want to make sure that everybody kind of understood what you're getting into this year if you decide you want to be a delegate. Okay, Ray, I will, I will go ahead. I okay. have my recording device out available. Okay, now. good. Okay. That's okay. And I will get, get the rest of that recorded. My apology on that. No problem. Yeah, that no problem. Serious Camille, Camille, our, our good friend, Camille Caffarelli, boy, she used to be able to write that down when she was. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So I will have that. Okay, guys, let's start. Let's open nominations for delegate number one to the national convention. Uh, are there any nominations? Madam Chair? Yes. I nominate Ray Campbell. I'll accept. Okay. Is there a second? Okay. All right. Okay. Are there any other nominations? Ms. Patricia Prince. I nominate Dr. Bailey. Okay. Dr. Wa Bailey, do you accept? Wanda. Wanda Marie Bailey. Do you accept? You do? She accepts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right. Okay. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Okay. All in favor? Okay. For our first delegate, we have Ray Campbell and Pastor Wanda Marie Bailey. Okay. Number two, we are doing it for the second delegate. Any nominations from the floor? I nominate Karen Campbell. Okay. All right. All right, Karen, do you accept? Karen, you've been nominated. Um, I will accept. 
Okay. All right. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Tim Paul, I, I see that you're unmuted. Did you want to nominate? Oh, I, I wanted to I wanted to nominate uh, Brian Delfmeyer. And and Zoomers, please feel free just to uh, during this part of the thing, you got to just jump in there. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brian Delfmeyer's name has been placed in nomination. Okay, Brian, do you accept? Okay, all right. Is where's the microphone? Yeah, here. Okay, is, um, are there? Can you guys repeat? Like, if somebody uh, repeat the name and then whether they accepted or passed. Brian okay. Duff. Okay, Brian, Brian Duffelmeyer declined. Okay. And, and Karen accepted. And Karen accepted. Karen accepted. All right. Our first delegates, number one, both Ray Campbell and Pastor Wanda Marie Bailey accepted. Number two, Karen Campbell accepted. Now, are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? I'd like to nominate Ann Frash. Ann, do you accept? Okay. So, Ann, are there, is there a second? Second. Okay. All right. So, our two delegates uh, for this is Karen Campbell and Ann Brash for delegate position number two. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Okay. All in favor? All right. Now we are doing the delegate number three. Are there any nominations? Madam Chair, I wish to place the name of Marla Chorney in nomination. Okay. Is it Marla, do you accept? No, I'm sorry. Thank you so much, but I cannot no accept. Thank you, Ray. Are there any nominations? All right. Do you accept, Maureen? Okay. Maureen has accepted. Okay. So Maureen Hannigan is our first delegate for position number three. Is there a second? Yep. Second. Okay. Great. Are there any other nominations? Katie, Katie, do you accept? accept? Okay. Okay. All right. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Crawl. 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 Okay. That's okay. That's all right. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Second. Okay. All in favor? Okay, now for alternate delegate, we do the same thing, but in elections, it comes for alternate number one, two, and three, which are the highest. Is that correct? Why, why don't we just, if it's, a, if it's good, okay with the body, since we elect them this way, why don't we just take alternate delegate nominations? And if we get more than, well, people can drop down too. So mm-hmm. if we get, let's see how many we get. So these are just alternate delegates. When we do elections, what we do is we vote for each. You vote for one. We take the top three for these. And these are if the regular delegate cannot serve. So alternate one replaces delegate one. Alternate two replaces delegate two. And alternate three replaces delegate three. Funny how that works. All right. Now we are opening nominations from the floor for alternate delegate. Okay. Go ahead, Terry. I nominate Albert Anderson. I was going to do that. Albert Anderson's name is in place. Okay. All right. All right. Albert Anderson is our first one. Albert accepts. Okay. okay. I uh, nominate Debbie Watson. 
Oh, thank you, Diana Hill. I really appreciate that, but I do respectfully decline because I'm not going this year. So thank you very much. Maybe next year. <laughs> I wish, Madam Chair, I wish to place the name of Tim Paul in nomination. Okay. All right, Tim Paul, do you accept? Tim Paul? Tim, unmute if you, let me let us know if you accept an alternate delegate nomination. Where did he go? <laughs> He's here. He's still muted. Oh, he just joined again. Okay. Oh. Tim, do you accept a delegate, an alternate delegate nomination? Yeah. A national? National convention. Beep. Let's Keep move going. on. As soon as he gets off mute, we'll see what he wants to do. Okay. Uh, All right. Go ahead. Okay, can I'll, someone? I'll, I'll repeat it. I'll repeat it. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy Sue Castleberry's name has been put in nomination. Jimmy Sue, do you accept for an alternate delegate? Yeah, Jimmy Sue. Do you? Mm -hmm. And Tim is now unmuted. Okay, good. I don't think she's in the room. No. Uh -uh. Tim, Tim, your name was put in nomination for an alternate delegate. Do you accept? You accept? Do you accept? Yes. yes. Okay, gotcha. Accept. All right. Got okay. Okay. No, we can't, unfortunately. Okay, no. Ahead, Are there you. any other nominations? Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Patricia Prince, do you no. accept? No, I don't. But sorry. Okay. No. That's okay. All right. Okay. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Okay. Second. Second. All right. Yes. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. All right. So we only so we have Aye. two people, people nominated for alternate delegate. But keep in mind, if some of the delegate people, if they lose and want to drop down to that position, they certainly can run for that if they want to do mm -hmm. that. Okay. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, I, th I think we'll be okay. Debbie, thank you. All right. Thank you very much. And I apologize for my first mistake. Not a problem. This stuff is not easy to do, trying to get the names and get you know, everybody figured out. Okay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We are on, we are right on schedule here. Um, so um, our next speaker is going to talk about something really kind of important that may be kind of important to you. I'm going to have Karen Campbell introduce our next speaker. We've all heard about this thing called the real ID. What is it and who needs one? And also we've heard about scams perpetrated on various state offices, which means we could likely become the victims of these scams. And the Secretary of State's office is no different in that regard hear from the Secretary of State's office to talk to us about both of these issues is Ann Ashby. Hello, thank you. As she said, my name's Ann and I am with the Secretary of State's office and thank you all for having us today. Some things that we're gonna go over, like she had said, is the real ID compliant ID card or driver's license. Of course, we'll stick with the ID part. I did bring some forms too, and we'll go over that. So if you have any questions during my presentation, feel free to ask. I'm used to doing presentations where we're all one group. How many people here have like a disabled ID card that is state issued? Good job. That's great. 
Me. So those of you who do not have an Illinois state ID card, if you don't have one, you need to get one. If you are going to do one of these three things, if you are going to fly anywhere in the United States after 2023, what happened was Department of Homeland Security, also known as DHS, after the 9-11 attacks in New York, they came up with what's called the Real ID Compliant Driver's License. I tend to kind of call it like a United States passport, because if you fly to Florida or Texas or anywhere in the United States after 2023, you have to have one. Everyone has to have one. You will not be allowed to get on board if you do not have the state ID compliant driver's license or ID card. And what it is, is we just put a star on your driver's license. But with that comes all this stuff that you have to bring in for identification because it is a federal program and that's for everyone. And if you don't have a state ID, those of you who don't, if you want one, you are going to have to bring in this same identification. The difference is we are not going to scan a regular ID card identification, like your birth certificate and stuff as we will if you want that real ID compliant. So if you want the real ID compliant, you're gonna have to bring in a certified birth certificate, the one from the county, not the one from the hospital. If you have a valid passport, we can use that. You will also need your social security card. And then you would need two pieces of mail verifying your Illinois address. So with that on your mail, because we scan it, I'm real funny. We do so many of them. Um, The mail has to be legal mail, of course. So I always tell everyone to bring like a phone bill or a utility bill or a lease agreement. You can bring your bank statements, but I don't like to have us scan someone's bank statement. You know, I don't think it's right that everybody knows what's in someone's bank account. I never let anyone bring their, well, if they insist, I do. But I always try to tell them the easy stuff. You can bring in a voter registration and one more piece of mail if you want to. Now, for women, it's harder. (laughs) Because we change our name. That's on our birth certificate. So you have to have your marriage license. So we've had some issues with people that have been married several times and have changed their name several times. So we need every marriage license. Yes, it's very difficult and it's frustrating for the individual who's wanting to get one. I mean, I've been married twice, so I would have to have my first marriage license and my birth certificate, my first marriage license, my divorce decree. And then my other marriage license. So it is very difficult for women to have to get all of that stuff. And that stuff in no means is free. You know, you have to pay for a birth, you know, birth certificate. You have to pay for a marriage license at the county in which you were married in. You can get a disabled ID card. Okay. It's free. I did bring some forms. Like I said, a disabled ID card. And they will put visual impairment on there. 
but you have to take it to your physician and he fills it out. Okay. Then you bring it into a local DMV. If you have someone who assists you, they can help you and bring it in. And then you can get the real ID compliant, the star on those if you want to. They did extend it. It was going to be October, but due to COVID, it keeps getting pushed back. It was 2020. Now it's 2023. May 3rd of 2023, you will not be able to get on a plane, get in any federal secure building, or get on any military basis unless you have a real ID compliant ID card. Yeah, I can't get into that, but no. <laughs> when I went to get my new ID, I didn't have my marriage license with me, but now I know I have to have it, which I've got it at home, but they said that it has to have the raised seal. That's the one from the county, and some of them have the... Mine you know, doesn't have a, a raised seal on it. Probably not. Not everyone's does. If you were married long ago, you're not going to have the raised seal. There's a, probably a stamp on it that we yeah, can Yeah, there's see. a stamp on it. But and all we do is we scan all that stuff in. It goes to the feds and then you get issued it. So, but that's okay. But they told me that I had to get the raised seal in no, order to you're get... okay. Oh, well, you that's can just not tell them that me. Ann said that you'll be fine. Okay. All right promise I work at a facility so okay. I wait on people and I do real ID I go on drives with people I do title work so okay thank you, you will be fine I promise all right I have two questions first of all when you talk about legal mail would an apartment lease be a, uh, something you would consider or no absolutely okay what we mean is don't bring like a magazine in that has your oh. address or the right. Right now, it's all the election stuff. So. Okay, my second question is, if you don't have that ID, but you do have a valid passport, can that be used in place of the ID? Absolutely. Oh, in good. fact, if you have a valid passport, you will not be required to bring in your birth certificate or your marriage license because you submitted that when you issued your passport. So you just bring in your passport, your social and then the two pieces of mail. Okay, so then my question is, in other words, if I get on a plane in 2023, and if I don't have the real ID, but I have my Illinois ID and my valid passport, that cannot be used in place. Is that correct? Yeah, no, you can use your passport to get on. Oh, you can? Okay. Yes. This is not a law that you have to get it if you have a passport. Passports are usually for out of the country, mm -hmm. but you can utilize that in the States. Okay. But so let's say that I don't have a star on my driver's license, a real ID compliant driver's mm -hmm. license. Mm -hmm. I go to get on board May 4th of right. 2023. Yeah. I'm not getting on. Oh, okay. Because I don't have my passports expired, unfortunately. I wouldn't have the star on my license. Okay, so you have to have that star on your driver's license. Or a passport. Or That's a passport. Valid. Yes. All right, thank you. Hi, I just got a question for women. They have to get the marriage certificate, the license. The what? A divorce papers, if that were the case. Well, and that would stuff. be... Yes. Where do they get the where do they get that? You would stuff get from? that from the county in which they were divorced, but that's only if they didn't go back to their maiden name. And a lot of people don't go back to their maiden names. So it is hard for some women to get it. Just an example, I've had somebody who was married six times. So she had to get all of that. And those are pricey. They're not cheap. She was very frustrated, and I understand it, but we have to have 
a paper trail on every name change and why you had a name change to make sure is a legal name. Okay. So if they did not go back to their maiden name, they will have every marriage license or divorce decree. Yes. And that goes, that's in the county that the action took. Yes. Every, all of that is public, public. You would just go and say, I need a copy of my divorce decree or I need a copy. And it's the county clerk in which the county that you got married or divorced in. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a little difficult. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hello. Hello. Hi. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I wonder. <clears throat> well, what about if you have? What about um, a minor under the age of twenty-one? Do they necessarily? What about a minor under age of twenty-one? Do they have to necessarily need say? Um, Eighteen and over. Eight. Okay. 18 is the adult age and anyone un 17 and under wouldn't be required to have it because they are a minor. However, 18 and older, they okay. would. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. You have a raise hand in Zoom. Marla? Yes. Hi. Good afternoon. Thank you, Anne. Um, my question is, uh, we were just talking about having a valid passport along with the state ID, et cetera. Does this also apply to the uh, passport card? Yeah, not you can just use a regular passport, passport. Card as well. Passport no. card or passport. Either one or not both. You don't have to have both, but either or. Either or, yes. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, Terry Holtzley. Um, um, if you have a gold star on your ID, does that make it any easier to get a passport? No, it's still going to cost the same and it's going to, I mean, no, I say, that's I, federal. I, this, I, have a, I have an ID card here with the gold star on it. If anybody wants to see it. Oh, you do. Mm. Nice work. We're all blind though. I know. So did you have trouble when you went in to get it at all? Do oh, you have a disabled ID card? Yes. Okay. Yes. I already had disabled on it. Uh, it took me a, a lot of paperwork. It, it, it does. And. I mean, now we all know I've been at the DMV for 23 years and we all know it is a process. And if you get in there on one shot and have all your stuff, you're good, but it doesn't happen very often. And, and I will say this program we have, um, Jesse White has really tried to get it going as far as for our, on our part, it's not easy to tell someone the third time you have to have this and it's, and your mail has to be dated within 90 days. So don't bring in mail that's six months old, has to be within that 90 days. Unless you have a lease agreement, you're okay. <laughs> but we do, like I said, we scan this information in all of your forms and it goes to wherever it goes. It goes, I guess, to the feds or they, the state really goes through it to make sure that we're not falsifying anything, to be honest. And that you're not falsifying anything. That's kind of the where we're at today in today's society is identity fraud is a big thing. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, okay. So here's my confusion. I do have a, a state ID card now. Yes. Do I still have to get a real 
ID card? You only need the real ID compliant ID card if you're going to do one of three things. If you're going to fly after May 3rd of 2023, if you're going to get onto any military base and you don't have a military ID card, or even if you're visiting someone that lives on base, you would be required to have that or any federally secured building. Now, to me, a federal secure building, you know, some social security offices, I don't know. I'm from a little small rinky tink town. We don't even have one, but the secured building is it if there's a security guard there or is if it's someone that's, you know, has gun, carries a gun. I don't know how they do that, but I see it, it's not, it's, it's not secure to me. Secure would be when there is an armed officer at the door. That's how I would interpret it. But I don't know if you're in a bigger community, I would almost be positive that that's what a social security office is going to be federally secured. Okay, my question, this is uh, doc, uh, Dr. Bailey. Um, can you give us uh, the rationale behind this move? This move was done by Department of Homeland Security after the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center. And they wanted to have a more secure, when you get on a plane, I, you know, it's something that they came up with. And then every state had a certain date to become compliant with it. Um, it like I said, it was 2020 and, it, and then COVID hit and then it just keeps getting extended. But that's basically why it came. And then every state, like, and it's been costly for, you know, a lot of states because the equipment and it changes everything. So we, that's why it took some states to get in compliant with the federal. Well, I recognize the costliness is going to be a hassle for the people, really. It's but, a very big hassle for some um, people. What I'm, I'm now... I'm, I, I heard something that brought confusion, tried to bring confusion to my mind. I thought first you said that if you already have your state license and uh, you don't have to be, can you hear me? Okay. You don't have to be concerned about the 2023 uh, date because you've already got your state license. If you have the star on it. If you have this, okay. If you right, have so the you have star. To, I have to check to make sure I got the star on it. Yes. If the star is not there, even though I've had my disability license for, or ID for several years. Yes. If the star is not on there, then I'm going to have to go and update everything. Correct. Let's see. Can star. I ask a question? See, it gets frustrating. I'm so sorry. Can I ask sorry. a question? This is Patricia Prince. Sure. Um, didn't you say, I wrote down some notes here. Didn't you say that if we have a passport that we don't have to worry about the light, the state ID having a star on it? No, you do not. Okay. You're good okay. with the passport. If you want to carry your passport, if you fly to Florida, a lot of people don't want to carry a passport because of the price. Yeah, I don't them. have a star on mine, but I have a passport. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you want to carry your pass, you can use your passport. That's fine. That's not an issue. Thank you. And like I said, this is not something that's a law that you have to have it. It's only if you're going to do one of those three things. 
And I do have some paperwork if people have like someone that assists them. I, I did bring all those forms. If anybody would like one, you know, a kid, a daughter or somebody, then I can give them to you so they can help you through it. And it is a checklist. Like I said, everything on the checklist, there's no gray areas. I have a question. You're talking about passports. How long are they good for? 10 years. 10, 10 years? 10 years, yep. But I really don't have anything to do with the passport part of it. Okay. So for those of you who do not have any kind of identification, you know you need identification. Everybody should have that. And you can go in. I have the disability application here as well that you can take to your physician and have them fill it out. They would put visual impairment. And if you want the real ID compliant, then all you do is bring all your identification in. If you've never had one, you're considered a first time person getting an ID card. Okay. So you would still be required to bring in your certified birth certificate and a marriage license. So security card and one piece of mail. So you might as well bring one more so you can just get the star on your license and be done with it. You have a, another raised hand on Zoom, Tim. Yeah. Hello there. couple of questions. Do you need to make an appointment at the Secretary of State's office to when you bring no. the stuff in? Oh, just you can just walk in and you can walk in and just okay. tell them you want the real ID compliant ID card, or you can just say I want the star on my license or ID card. Okay. And then another question is. You said we could bring in utility bills, but I don't get any utility bills. I mean, what? Okay, but you do you have a voter registration card? Well, I'm going to get one. I just moved, so I'm going to get one. You can no. bring in a credit card statement. Oh, I don't get those. Okay. A medical claim from a private insurance company. You can bring that in. Hmm. You um, can bring in, you get Social Security. You can bring in that as a piece of mail. You can bring in that benefit statement. That I would just like, 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 I know you said bank, you don't want people to bring in bank uh, stuff or financial stuff because, you know, you don't want. That's just me like personally. That. If you want to bring okay. in a bank statement, you can bring it in all day long. I, you I, absolutely I, can. I sometimes wait on people who are like 80 and 90 and, you know, they got a lot of money. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, you know, and they, you can black it out if you want. Just don't black out your address. Okay. Thank okay. you. I'm just saying we're scanning it. And if you don't want, some people are really private and don't want people to know. But yes, you bring in a statement and that's just fine. Okay, thank you. I have a question, Ian. I do too. <laughs> um, my question is, so what if you are getting your utility bills and you get them paperless so that they're online? Can you print those out and will that be accepted? Because it's, it's got the logo on it and everything. Will that be, is that acceptable? As long as you print it out. Okay, as long as you print it out. Good. You can't show it to you on the phone because we have to scan it. Ah, gotcha, right. okay. gotcha. And then the second question. And don't say you print it out. Just print it out. Just print it out. <laughs> and then the second question I have is, we just recently moved. So our passports, don't. we haven't gotten them changed over yet. So how would we go about doing that? If we, because we do need to change our IDs over. By law, you have, to, everyone has 10 days by law in the state of Illinois to change your address with the state. 10 okay. days. Yep. Of course, you don't have mail sometimes in 10 days. So it's probably not a hassle for those of people who don't drive because they're not going to get pulled over and have to explain everything. 
So I'm sure once you get your one piece of mail, you can just bring that in. Yeah. I did actually change the address online, but I know to yep. get, get the card changed, you have to actually bring some things. Now, in, if so. you did change your address online, you will have to bring in one piece of mail verifying it. They will want verification. Oh, sure. Because I could go in and change your address if I had your stuff. <laughs> Scary okay. thoughts. I have a question after he's done. Okay. Go ahead, Debbie. Um, my question is, how long are these IDs available for? How long do they last before you have to renew it? 10 years. 10 years? Okay. Now, there is a state ID that's free and valid for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. And it's for 60 and over. Okay. Ooh. However, it will not have any disability on there. Disability ones expire. The other ones do not. No, I mean, it's that's clearly up to you. Some people get it because they can get free fishing license. <laughs> they can go camping yeah. for free. They can get on public transportation for free if it's yep. a disability ID card. So that's why a lot of people get those. Okay. Hi, Ian. I uh, also had brought, did someone have a question? Someone yep, I did. Let's yes. take one more question. We'll oh, let her oh, get the rest okay. of her presentation. Okay. I still have a valid driver's license because uh -huh. this is all new to me. Right. And so I realized I can't effectively ever use that again. So for me, or for somebody else who's transferring from a driver's license to a real ID with a star, I have been married previously, mm -hmm. but I've been but on your driver's for 20 years. And so it's but says, on your driver's license is your legal name, correct? It is my legal name and my current address. So all you would do is bring in your birth certificate. Which is different, of course. Right. And the marriage license for the 20 years. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I know. No one likes us. I get it. But we have to go Blame through the feds. That's why I do not have one. I also, and a lot of people don't realize that, the dis does anybody here have a disability parking placard? And they are a godsend for people. And it's for, if I came to pick you up, it's yours individually. So I brought some forms from that for that. So you can get your own individual disability parking placard. They last for four years. Then you have to update your medical. And the reason why those do expire now, because they're, when I first started 20 some odd years ago, they were lifelong. And they changed it because too many people were using deceased people's placards. So that's why you have to update your medical every four years. So if you kind have like one current, kind of like dead people voting. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a parking placard now, it expires on your birthday this year. Every one of them expire this year, 2022. Yes, I have all these forms up here. Just tell me which ones you want and I'll give them to you. Some other things that maybe we kind of touched on some scams that are going on, and we have had some through the Secretary of State's office. They're coming through as a text message. Some are emails, and it says DMV notice. It says Office of Illinois Secretary of State. We will never text you, ever. And it says, like, missing information. We've had a lot of older people that have given every ounce of information on it. They've been changing our systems over so it is less likely to be hacked like that. But if you get any text from that says DMV 
Illinois Secretary of State or Illinois Secretary of State DMV, that's not us. We will never text you. We will never call you. The only way we email anyone is if they signed up to get their car license renewal by mail, email. That's it. We will never, ever do any of that. If someone's asking for all of your information through a text or an email, don't ever open that. I get a lot of it. It's crazy how much is out there. And there are links in those. Never click on those links because you don't know where it's going to take you. Just hit delete. Hi, this is Byron. I have a question and it's a question out of ignorance. I never got a parking placard because I always assumed that that was, you know, like I, I don't drive. And so why would I need a parking placard? You know, I can't see, I can't drive. Are there reasons to have a parking placard that I'm unaware of? Like for people that are able to walk across a parking lot? Let's say you and I are together. I'm dropping you off. I couldn't go park in the parking placard. But if we're all going as a group, it's closer for you to get where you need to go. Anybody here that has one, can you like tell them that does it benefit you by having one? Right. Because it it just feels weird for me to go and get one because it's like I don't drive and I am able to walk across a parking lot physically. So I just felt like I shouldn't get one because that's not for me. But if there's a good reason to have one, then. Well, I'm sure not every I mean, you're kind of young. It's definitely an individual decision. Yes. And you're young. But so if someone's older. And maybe they can't see it may be easier for them to get to point A to point B. My comment is, this this is Jim Crawl. Um, I have a parking placard. You know, it's just a little bit easier for me right now to not walk so far, like um, Ann said. But when I was your age, I probably wouldn't have done it, (laughs) gotten one. And there's older people who have physical disability, but they just don't want to get one because they don't want to be asking anybody for anything. So it's really up to you, but you can get one. I did call the parking placard department and they don't have to have a diagnosis. They can just put, check the box that's visually impaired and you would get one. On a lighter side of things, what are they going to do about the robot in the cars, you know, with the ID cards? I I couldn't resist that. I had to do it the lighter side here. (laughs) We are being too serious. Okay, I have a question. I mean, I have a comment to make on the placards. Uh They are handy even if it's like on a rainy or snowy day. Because you can be dropped off right there. Maybe you could walk across the parking lot. Or maybe something would happen to you to where you couldn't walk across the parking lot. It would would save you some steps and it would save you from getting all wet or maybe falling on some ice. The only thing on the parking placard is, let's say, (laughs) I took him on a... I picked him up and we went and he said, I'm not getting out. I'm staying in the car. I can't legally park in the spot. You physically, the person who owns the placard physically has to exit from that spot. Okay. 
Yeah, too many people were taking advantage oh, of Oh, yeah, they do sting at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if somebody, you know, people who drive and have the disabled plate, we always tell them if someone wants to borrow your car at Christmas, it's because they want to park closer to Christmas shop. That's some stuff that happens. So, and they do stings at malls at Christmas times. So, so, you know, we all know disability is a spectrum and uh, some disabilities are more visible than others. Correct. And so I do, you know, see people go, oh, I can't believe that guy's using a placard. Absolutely. He's not even disabled. And it's like, well, you don't know that. Yeah, there's all different kinds of disabilities. People that have some heart issues, some that are obese, some that have physical you can never really judge someone by them having one you just don't know yeah well i had a, a, a statement with along with that's what i was going to say too was you never know what their disability is but yet if you qualify to get it you should get it because there's been so many people who have advocated for the rights for us to get it but if you don't get it, eventually they will start taking things away. They don't deny. No. They don't. There's um, forms. The medical professions all know about it. That's why I may, you know, this is my first time with your community. And so I tried to find anything I possibly could think of that would be a benefit to you. That's why I brought up the parking placards. And I was glad that some of you have them. It's like a lot of things. You know, it's an individual decision. People have to decide for themselves what they want to do. Ray, you have uh, we've got about someone 15 on Zoom minutes. as well. Okay, we've got a hand up in Zoom. Thank you, Belinda. Go ahead. Tim. Yes, hello. When you get your ID, not necessarily your real ID, but also when you get your real ID, isn't part of that saying that you would be willing to be a uh, organ donor? We ask you, no one, we don't just automatically put someone down for an organ donor. Yeah, they'd ask you and then they'd we put it on We ask you and right. then we put that on there. And then we will also ask you if you want to register to vote. It's the motor voter law. And we will ask you that. We will ask you your weight and height, your hair color, of course. And we'll go through all that and then we'll issue the card. What you do though now is we went to... We mail you your hard card, whether it's an ID or driver's license. They're not directly issued at a facility. We give you a 90-day temporary paper, everyone, and then they mail it in 10 to 15 business days. So your temporary is valid for 90 days, and that wouldn't be real ID compliant. When you get your hard card, that will have the star on it. If you renew your state ID without the star, it's the same thing. They don't, they don't yeah. issue them. They just, <laughs> I got mine renewed like two days before everything shut down in 2020. <laughs> it's crazy. Any other questions for Ann? Yes, Karen Guy. I wanted to know, I've heard on the placards, you had to have so many, if you couldn't walk so many feet, then you were eligible to get it if you... That's when the doctors put a diagnosis on there. And oh. I have the form on the back and it says check all of that, that apply. And they have to at least check one diagnosis. And some of them are like amputation, spina bifida, oh, multiple okay. sclerosis. And then it says legally blind with limited mobility. And that's the box the physicians would check for you. Yeah, correct. All right. Thank you. You're all welcome. Right. I got another question. What happens if you lose your ID? You just have to come to a facility of your choice 
and tell us you want a duplicate. Okay. If you have a disabled ID card, it's free. If you have a regular ID card, it's free. If you're 60 and above, $5 for everyone else. You have a situation? In respect to what Tim was just asking, I did lose my wallet. I had a, an ID card. My old ID card had a hole punched in it. And I used that all through Corona as my ID card. I'm um, shocked they took it because the hole in it would invalidate that. Right. And so I had lost my wallet. And so then I, all I had to do was I had uh, went onto the Secretary of State's uh, webpage mm -hmm. and applied for a duplicate. Yes. The duplicate ID card. And that's whenever they got, I got my gold star yeah. on this one I have now. Yeah, you can do that. This is one of like my little pet peeves because I've been here so long with the DMV. We all tend, or I will say some people, we won't generalize, carry every piece of identification in our wallet and in our purse. Your social security card, you probably carry that. You don't need that unless you're coming to get a real ID or your first time ID. But don't carry all of that because I will tell you, and especially with you, if I left my purse in the buggy at Walmart or Target, they're taking it. He lost his wallet. I'm sure everything was in it. The unfortunate part is you're only allowed to have one ID. So for those of us who have a driver's license and ID card, I keep an ID card at home and I have my driver's license in my purse. So if I were to lose one or the other, I have it. Or when I travel, I put the ID in my suitcase and carry my driver's license. So if I were to lose my purse while I was on a trip, then I'm good. But don't carry all of your stuff in your purse or your wallet. And now it's even harder to get a social security card for everyone because social security offices are so limited on personnel and they're doing it from home. You gotta mail all your documents to them. Right now, it's just a hard time to lose any of your stuff. So really try hard not to lose that. And I know we don't have very much longer, but I'm gonna tell you the best days to go into a facility. Wednesdays and Thursdays, the middle two weeks of the month are the best days to go in there. It's less busy. Like this week is all trailer stickers are due by the end of April. So I left my facility and they were packed. I'm sure the metro area is packed. So the first week of the month and the last week of the month are probably the worst to go. If you go in between 11 and 2, that's lunch hours and they lose some employees due to lunch hours. So it may be a little bit of a wait, but they are supposed to take seniors and disabled first. So do you have a question about, you may have answered this question already, I but I don't remember. Point. What is the cost for a state ID for someone who is blind? If you get the disabled ID card, it's free. If you get a regular ID card and you're not 65 or older, it's $20. And then I'm from Minnesota. And so I got oh. my first Minnesota ID not too long ago. I held on to my Illinois ID for way longer than it should have. But anyway, <laughs> so everyone um, does. My question for you is I got my Minnesota ID and I was shocked at how thin and flexible it is. Mm -hmm. Is Illinois now using the more like thin, flexible? They're a little thinner. Yeah. They're not used... thick like they used to be. You yeah. Know? When I was a kid, they laminated. Right. It used to so, be very thick. Yeah. No, they're not as thick. I think what they did was made them more flexible because probably about 10 years ago, they were thicker, but people were breaking them 
a lot of men because they keep them in their wallets and they sit. They were breaking them and they didn't charge to redo them. But I think that's why they went to the more flexible, thinner one. When I was in Florida, there were the thicker cards. They had an engraved outline of the state of Florida on that card. Do you know if they are any states are engraving anything on the thinner cards now? I don't know that they're engraving. Or you know what I mean. Yeah. They've made them very secure. There's a lot sure. of different things that we watch out for on fake driver's license. But the only, we have a symbol of Illinois, and that's if you want to be an organ donor. It says donor in that. So is it tactile that a person can trace out a curiosity question? Can they what? Can they, can you feel it? Of the kind no, of you can't feel okay, it. No. And that's kind of the unfortunate part too. I wish they would come up with something for ID cards. So, you know, when you're, if you can't, if you're blind and you go to pull out a card, I don't know how you guys would distinguish whether it's an ID card or something. So to me, they should try to do something along that line. Yeah. You right. got to remember where you put it. Yep. I can't remember anything. So. <laughs> okay. And thank you you're so welcome. much. We have... Some good information from the Bureau of Blind Services and from the State Library coming up this afternoon. So we are on break. Thank you.